0: All right, here we go. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 324 of the world famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Boy, my ass. 324. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot of nonsense piling up. But um, anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I'm going to quickly, in this one, I'm just going to quickly tell you about the uh, about our trip to Myrtle Beach. I wrote down some notes. I didn't do a very good job of writing down notes while I was there, so I'm trying to reconstruct this this trip in my head. Eh, there's all kinds of stuff I could talk about, but um, I'm just going to have some highlights written down. Um, I'm not going to turn this into a multi, you know. It's not going to be like uh, part one, part two, part three. <laughs> it was just a trip. It was a quickie trip to Myrtle Beach, you know. I don't know. I know. But, um, okay, um, the morning that we left, which was Friday, had to get up at 4.30 in the a.m. 4.30. I mean, I actually went to sleep the night before, so I was in I was in bed sleeping at a reli well I should have been in bed earlier, but um early for me, let's put it that way. I think I slept like four hours and something, or a little over four hours. Not enough. But I we were you know, the goal was to leave our house at six o'clock. That's six a.m. What the and um, we did. We left at six a.m. So uh, we got down to. We drove down the turnpike. It was exciting, although there's all kinds of shit hanging over our heads. Down, you know, you can't do anything. You can't just go on vacation and just completely enjoy it because there's always like concerns and worry, you know. But anyway, we drove down. We, we we're excited. We we're we we're super excited to get, to get this time away, and um, both of us have earned it. You know what I'm saying? and um so we drove down the pennsylvania turnpike which is by the way america's first superhighway according to the sign up there whenever i get on that thing up here at clark summit it says it says that america's first superhighway but anyway so there's a there's a tunnel at some point down there um and uh it basically just drive straight through a mountain it has it has uh Two lanes going in one direction, two lanes going the other direction, and one of the openings is round, and one of the openings is square. That bugs me. I don't understand why they did that. A round opening on one side, square opening on the other side. What's the story of that? But anyway, so we but as we approached this uh, this tunnel, it started getting dark. There was a ton of fog. And um, I, I couldn't even see until we were right up on it. We, it was so foggy you couldn't even see the mountain that you were going to drive through. So, um, but you know, you know, we we went into the we went into the tunnel. It was dark. It's like what? Nah. It looks like it's like middle of the night almost. And we we drive through this tunnel, and we come out on the other side. Bright sunshine, no fog. <laughs> the sun is like it's like bright sunshine I need my I need my I went from uh it, it felt like it was like dusk and it came out and I needed my sunglasses like how in the hell go you, it's like we, we're doing time travel or something so we go to we go to the the uh we go to the airport in Allentown. Tony gets pulled out of the TSA check she, five, five years ago approximately we we're in Myrtle Beach with the kids and the kids bought a bunch of fire fireworks because they were you know that's what kids love and then um so there was like a big brick of uh firecrackers that uh that were left over and i she was messing with them she she goes i'm just gonna leave them down we can't take them with us obviously we're getting ready to leave we're getting ready to come come back home and there's like this brick of firecrackers that the boys had bought and um she, uh, she goes, I'm just going to leave them down by the pool. I said, what if some kids get it? So you can't do that. So I don't know what she did with them. I don't, I don't know. What, I think she took them down to the office or something. I don't. I don't know what she did with them. But she was handling those uh, firecrackers. Then we went to the airport and she got yanked out of line. And they did. They they thought she was like uh, muling explosives in there. <laughs> she, they thought she was the American Taliban. And um, she uh, she got pulled out of line. They put like uh, all kinds of chemicals on her hands and stuff. And that was like five, six, seven years ago. I don't know. She thinks it was like five years ago. Something in that neighborhood. Every single time we fly, every without exception, she gets yanked out of line. And they they give her like a full pat down. They put those uh, chemicals on her hands. She is flagged in the system as, as you know, keep an eye on this one. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. It's like every single time. So I don't I don't know how you how do you get how do you get that check mark that black mark erased from your name you know she is this going to be forever you ever heard of this before I, she's pretty sure we're we're pretty sure it was because she was handling those firecrackers you know yeah. well anyway so she got yanked out of the um, she got yanked out of the line and every time you go through those TSA they, every one of them is different you know and they're they're shitty. They're, they're not very nice, they're barking orders like they're you know in charge of the president or something. And uh, man, I'm not you know they are they, they have an important job, but every one of them's different. like some of them want to take shoes off, some of them don't. Some of them want you to take your belt off. some of them don't. like this guy told me to take my belt off. I was like, what the? And um so I took my belt off, put it in the put it, put it in the uh, tote. And then I get up there and he go, the guy, the other guy goes, pull your pants up. I'm like, what the hell is this? You tell me to take my is this like a is this like a setup of some sort? It's like uh, you know, take your belt off and then pull up your pants. Like I don't know. But anyway, we we got on the plane and it was packed out. I mean it was like packed. There were people on there. It was Cinco de Mayo. There were people on there wearing sombreros, you know, and uh, people were like hooting and hollering. And um, I don't know. They were they were itching to go down to Myrtle Beach and get just get smashed. That's <laughs> that's what the, that was the energy on this thing. It's like full of people all itching to get smashed, right? People sporting sombreros. People, I don't know. Somebody had one of those. I mean, it's like borderline racist, you know? You know, I don't know. Like a, like a big mustache, like a like a caricature of a Mexican, you know, like a Mexican man in cartoons. You know, it's crazy. So people were hooting and hollering on that thing. There's this old guy sitting beside me. There was actually a. It felt like the plane was full, except beside me, there was an empty seat. I don't think there was another empty seat on the entire plane um but there was some old guy sitting over against the window I was on the aisle and he had on his phone he had like some kind of counter going you know I was like what's this <laughs> is he what's he doing you know he had it was like some kind of like a timer and he had like a had a compass on his phone I don't know what he's doing, but I was, like, freaking out a little bit. One time, uh, recently, I was on a plane, and this guy stood up just out of the blue. Again, it was packed out. And um, he just stands up in the middle of the plane and goes, Oh, my God! Screaming. (laughs) You know? I'm like, Oh, no, this is it. This is how it ends. This is the way it ends. You know? And um, I thought he was going to try to take over the plane. I didn't know what was going on. For a couple seconds, I was like, What is this? I guess he had a cramp in his leg, he was shouting, I mean yelling. He sprung up real fast and was just like screaming in there. So we get down there and we pick up our rental car. They tried to, you know, they tried to upgrade us. Would you like to upgrade to a, uh, you know, like a sports car? No. Uh, no. Would you like to upgrade to a uh, a Cadillac SUV? No just give us our car you know what, what is this what, what do you mean mcdonald's you know would you like to supersize would you like to supersize your uh, your uh, rental car no you know it's already freaking expensive as hell and they put a $250 like you know hold on your, uh, on, your uh, on your on your credit card because for I don't know security I guess but um and it was expensive so so anyway we got our rental car it was early in the morning. It was like 10.30 or something. Uh, we, we made our way down to the, uh, uh, what is it called? Blueberry, blueberry Grill, which is our favorite place to have breakfast down there. And uh, we had breakfast. We sat outside. It was beautiful. I mean, it couldn't have been better. Bright sunshine. It was warm, but it wasn't like hot. That place was teeming with people. Everybody's in there just going to town, you know. <laughs> we sat outside on the patio, and it was so. I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best," you know. But I, I, I but I was operating on four hours sleep, so I was kind of like numb, you know. It's like this is the best, you know. So, um, so then we went. I don't know where we went. We went to oh, we went to Publix, and um, Tony called. Tony called the. Uh, he called the hotel and said, asked if if it's a if there's a chance for an early, early check-in, we'd like to take them up on it. And they said, yeah, your room's ready now. You can come on down. You know, like Bob Barker or whatever. Come on down. And um, so we went. It was like pff, I don't even I don't think it was noon yet, and we we were in the hotel. The check-in time's four. So we checked in and started. You know, started our vacation started early so that was fantastic it sucked getting up that early but shit man we had an extra day usually when we drive down there we don't get there to like eight o'clock at night the first day sucks and you got phantom ass syndrome and you're you know you're sitting in a car walk around like you got uh, like you you had childhood polio <laughs> you know what I mean it sucks but um so that's you know that was great so um so I have a few notes from random notes uh from the trip that, um, they're not in any kind of order, but, um, one day we went to this place called Brook Green Gardens, it's basically this big, giant, uh, botanical garden type thing, I don't know how this happened, it was one of those things Tony said, Tony said, this is something I'd like to do, this is something I've been wanting to do, I said, okay, let's do it, so we went over there, and it was, uh, it was pretty. It was like, really, it's like this massive, like, you know, f- flowers and trees and, you know, all this stuff. And, and there's all kinds of artwork in there, mostly statues, you know? Um, and there was some stuff in there. It was amazing. There was this, somebody carved, there was this one, it was a building on, on the grounds where this guy made all these carvings out of wood of these birds. And it was unbelievable. Each individual feather. I mean, it, you should see this thing. There's, no, there's nothing used except wood. It looks like a real... It's like a... You look at it, it looks like a... It looks like a taxidermy. It looks like an actual bird. The feathers, each individual feather is handmade. Like, how could somebody have so much... Well, first of all, talent. But how could you have the patience... How much how long did it take to make that single bird and there's a whole room full of this stuff it was amazing like i can't believe it like i can't believe that humans are uh, capable of this kind of stuff and there's all these statues and carvings all over the grounds you know there's this uh, we we walked through this one thing there was this <laughs> there was this uh, statue called boy and squirrel that was the name of it it feels like it was from like it was made it was created in the 20s or maybe the 1800s all this stuff is like really old and um and there was a it was a it was a statue of this it said boy and squirrel it was like a kid I don't know how old it's hard to tell because it's a statue supposed to be a boy and um feeding this squirrel out of a bowl right and the kid's naked you know And, and it's anatomically correct you know and I said, I said, that's not, I mean, I, I said, that's not uh, advisable to be, you know, messing around with squirrels when you're naked. I said, that thing's going to attack his pecker. <laughs> and Tony's like, oh my God, can you be, it? can you at least try to be an adult sometimes? I said, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not really in my DNA. I mean, I don't know. I said, you know, so she, she was like literally annoyed with me. That thing's going to attack his pecker. I mean, is that wrong? I mean, I would you don't mess around with squirrels, you know, with your wiener out. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not good. So anyway, we walk through there. It's beautiful. I mean, beautiful like these big giant trees, these huge trees. There's carvings and statues everywhere. There's uh, artwork everywhere. It's it's just like a, a breathtaking place. You know, it's not real something. I probably wouldn't have chosen to do. You know, it's not really in my wheelhouse. But um, I did not regret it. It was fun. It was a, it was that was a good day. Um, let's see, uh, all the sea kitties. Where we stay at this uh, so-called resort, it's just a hotel. It's a hotel on the ocean. It faces the ocean, and um, it, it's it's it has resort in the name, but um, it's a. Uh, they have these cats. There's these cats that are wild that live there and they're always there. And um ever since we've been going there, which is years, I don't think I don't think it's the same cats. <laughs> but there's cats, like wild cats. You know, they're like house cats, but they're not owned by anybody. They're just out running wild. I'm not talking about I'm not saying there's a cheetah living there. When I say wild cat I don't mean I don't mean like a mountain cat, but like house cats that are just running wild, you know. And uh, this year, there was this, uh, there was this mother cat, and with six, unbelievably cute, breathtakingly cute kittens, and they're like tumbling around, playing with each other, you know. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> you know. And they're just living there on on the grounds of this resort, and there's signs that says, "Don't feed the cats," you know. That just makes it worse. We're gonna, you know, they're gonna bring in their friends, you know, and the 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 resort next door. There's cats over there too. There's cats all up and down this. It's bizarre. When you think of the ocean, you know, the beach, don't really think of cats living there, but they live there, man. They live there, and it said, "Don't don't feed the cats." You look over the fence where they're where they're holed up over there. There's like people have put like. Uh, cat food over there. There's like cans of cat food and there's like uh, bowls of water and stuff. People take care of these things because they're, they're incredibly cute and uh, people care about these things. And uh, you can't touch them. I mean, they, they're wild. I mean, you can't even get near them. But they're around. They're all, they're all wandering around. They're, you know, you, you sit out there, if you sit out there by the pool, you know, sit in the sun or whatever, take in some rays, there's cats around. They're all around. And they, these six cats, Sea kitties, these little kittens, unbelievably cute. You know, that's just that's just cuteness overload right there. I love the sea kitties. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite things about that place. It's just loaded with sea kitties. Um, Let's see, what else? Oh, one day we went to Merles Inlet, or everybody pronounces it Merles, M-U-R-R-E-L-L-S. I think Merles, Murals. Tony says murals. I said you have to you have to pronounce it the way the locals pronounce it. She goes, I'm not calling it that. That's stupid. But Murals Inlet. We went down there. There's this thing called the Marsh Walk. It's this big. It's this sidewalk basically, uh, and it's it's got uh, an inlet on one side with a bunch of boats. <laughs> there was this boat. <laughs> there was one of these uh, party boats. Where it's you sit on the thing and you pedal it you you pedal the thing. It's like got it had like a a lineup of women wearing ridiculous hats. They were celebrating something I don't know so it was like I don't know it was like eight women I think sitting on one of the, these little paddle boat type things and it's loaded it's got in the middle of it it's got just like coolers full of beer and stuff alcoholic beverages of some sort and um they're blasting music and they're they're like out there singing along. They're playing Sweet Caroline and they're all like waving their arms in the air. And um they start paddling, you know, and they take off. We're we're sitting there watching this spectacle. And they get, I don't know, a few yards and the guy's like, Alright the thing's going so slow they're they're paddling. But um he goes, I'm just gonna turn the motor on so so the paddling part was disengaged, and they and they took off, and I was like laughing because they were like they're all drunk already. They hadn't even left the you know they hadn't even left the dock, and it looked like they're all rip roaring, right? So then we we walked down, you know. There's all these bars and restaurants down through there, and there's the the water on the left side. There's all these bars and restaurants on the right side, and they you know, they all face the face the ocean, face the water. And um, it goes on and on and on. It's a cool place. And uh, so we uh, we went to this I don't know what it's called. It's called the Inlet Beer Garden. We had a couple of uh, local beers. It was really good. We had some uh, pretzel bites. You know, it was an appetizer. Sat there and just looked out at the water. And there was this bigger party boat called I don't know it's called Pie Eye Jacks or something. I don't know. But it, it's like a big. It's like a that other one was just like this little, uh, this little small little thing. This thing's like a full-blown double-decker boat. You can go on that thing, get rip-roaring drunk too. And um, it costs twenty-five dollars, but then the drinks are are not in, you know, not included. Because we, we were talking to some old lady. She goes, "You ever been out on that thing?" I said, "No." So I've never been here before. She goes, "Oh, we went out on it last night. Had so much fun." <laughs> I said, "Like okay," um, but uh, that place, that thing was packed. That thing was loaded up, and people were like hooting and hollering. God, that place, the whole that whole Myrtle Beach is like a is just a big party. So um, so we, we're sitting in this inlet beer garden. Everybody has dogs, right? There's so many dogs. There's dogs everywhere, just like the sea kitties back at the hotel. There, this place. They had dogs everywhere. I was petting them, and they were all cute and everything. They're barking at each other, yelling at each other. Things are like barking and shouting. And um, people would walk by on that sea marsh thing, that or that that marsh walk thing, and um, look up in there like, what the hell's going on? It's like a kennel or something. And there's like dogs barking, you know. And uh, surrounded, we're 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 sipping these uh, craft beers, and there's just like shitloads of dogs up in there so then um so we 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 finish there and we keep walking and we go up to the end and we come back we start walking back and we hear this uh um dancing queen off we hear we hear dancing queen (laughs) like blasting often off in the distance and we forgot i i totally forgot about that stupid party boat that those women were on here it comes around the corner, <laughs> and these women are jumping up and down. I'm surprised somebody didn't go into the water. I mean, they're, they're like jumping up and down, shouting, singing along to this music. They're all, they're even, I mean, they're, they're all like on one side of the thing, and the thing's tilted, you know. It's almost, it's, I don't know, the whole thing is just, they're all jumping up and down, the thing's getting ready to capsize. <laughs> they're, they're playing Dancing Queen by ABBA, just shouting and screaming. I was like laughing my ass off. And we had dinner at some place called Drunken Jack's, which is down there. We've been there before. They had this island off the, uh, it's called, it's Drunken Jack's. And, and behind it is uh, an island. And they had these goats out there. It was they called a goat island. Things had collars, Thing had like goats with collars on, vests and stuff. And there weren't any wasn't any goats this time. And I asked the waitress, I said, so what happened to the goats? And he said, well, when we had that hurricane, there was some, so much erosion at high tide that the whole island disappears. So we can't have the goats out here. I said, where are the goats? What happened to them? Oh, they're at a farm nearby. I'm like, yeah, right. That's what the people say when their dog gets put down. That's what they tell kids. They're oh, living on a farm. Yeah. He's out there with his friends. He's having a good time. <laughs> Is that what they're doing with these goats? I don't know. She said they're on a farm. But anyway, I, she goes, they're going to work on that island. They're going to build it back up so that we can bring the goats back. I said, all right, all right, okay, okay. But uh, Goat Island, I, I had some kind of sandwich there. I'm not big on the seafood. I don't really graze off the ocean floor. And, you know, we. And it was relatively expensive you know we've been there before it's a good place it's well known um, so then uh, let see what else uh, that was Merle's Inlet and then uh, okay wait a minute um, when, one day I was riding up the elevator with this guy and um, he goes oh, can I ask you a question I don't, you know, don't want to be offensive in any way I'm like here we go he goes uh, do you think uh, is, is marijuana legal in this state I said, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't. I. I, I assume so. He goes. Well, if they're not, if it's not, then uh, the people. There's a lot of people in this hotel who are not following the the law. I said, Yeah, that's true. That whole place, the entire, the entire hotel, it, not just the hotel, but everywhere. Like everywhere you go, you smell weed everywhere. And I don't think it's legal. I don't think. I don't think it's legal in South Carolina. I don't know. But that hotel, you could sit out on that balcony. We were on the 18th floor, and you could just smell weed just the whole time. And in in the elevators, you get on the elevators, weed. Everybody's everybody just smoking marijuana, and everywhere you go, it's insane. He goes, he goes. I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, passing judgment or anything. He goes, I had my time. <laughs> I said, all right, whatever. He goes, but it just seems weird that uh, you smell it everywhere. I said, yeah, that's for sure. I said, we've been coming here a long time, and it always smells like marijuana. <laughs> he goes, good lord. Um, so I had that conversation. Let's see what else I have in my notebook here. Um, oh, one day I went to the gate often. Tony was doing something. Her sister and her and her sister came, right, and stayed in the same hotel for a day and a half. So the last day and a half they were with us. Whoo. But anyway, um she was doing something with it with with his with her sister, I think. I don't remember. But um so I was like, I'm like what am I going to do? So there's this gift shop that I've been going to in my entire life. Tony absolutely hates it. There's it's called the Gate often <laughs> and it's been around since I don't know like the 40s, 50s, I don't know. It's really old and it's huge and it's like packed to the gills. You can go in there. They have stock on the shelf in there from the 60s. It's still in there. It's still sitting there and they just keep adding more and more. It is packed out. It's hard to even walk through there, especially a man of my size. And um but I love going in there cuz you you don't know what you're going to find in there. I mean, it is like like an unbelievable place. You know, I've bought I've bought a lot of interesting shit in there, right? I have a voodoo doll that I bought in there, and um, I I, I have it attached to my backpack, it's like a small little voodoo doll, and there's all kinds of stuff, I found this, I have this uh, uh, like a postcard of Elvis and his parents, (laughs) I mean there's all kinds of bizarre, like what the, and and it's huge, it's sprawling, it just goes on and on, and I love it, I love going in there, Tony cannot stand it, I said well I'm going to go down downtown, I'm going to I'm gonna just go walk around downtown for a couple hours before we go to dinner or because I had time to kill. And I went down there, I went in the gate often and um walked through there. Didn't really see anything. It was kinda kinda crowded, you know. And I walked around down there, I went into the old arcade and uh, you know, where they have the old vintage uh games with the, the old baseball games and stuff that I that I always play. I've been playing since all my life. You know, walked down on the on the boardwalk area, you know. And killed some time. Everything smelled like marijuana, by the way. <sighs> and um but uh you know, the gay dolphin for for whatever reason, you know, I have to go there. I go there every time. Tony can't stand it. Cannot stand it. I didn't buy anything. The only thing I spent down there was two dollars for parking, at a meter. I didn't. It was kind of a waste of time. Um, when we were getting our rental car, there was a uh, some woman goes. She goes. Uh, she was talking to one of the workers, and she goes, or no, yeah, she was talking to a security guard, she goes, uh, she goes, I cannot believe how friendly everybody is here. People are so friendly. And um, the guy goes, you must be from Pennsylvania. <laughs> he goes, how did you know that? She goes, how did you know that? She goes, He said, well, we hear that a lot. And when people say that, they're almost always from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was like, yep. Yeah, it's, a, it's culture shock, man. Well, I went back. when I, After our, our trip, when we came back, I went to the grocery store uh, to buy a couple things. And they were, they were bitchy. It's like, oh, my God, we're back. This is where... Why is everybody to be so shitty all the time? Really, like, just a frown on their face and all this stuff. But anyway, um, yes, I I thought that was hilarious. She goes, "Uh, you must... The guy goes, you must be from Pennsylvania. People are so friendly here. You must be from Pennsylvania. (laughs) It's like the biggest contrast. Pennsylvania, uh, the attitude of these these bitter kielbasa eaters versus... uh, you know, South Carolina. know, yeah, It's, it's, it's a, it's a stark difference. Stark. Uh, let me see. What else? What else we do? Oh, well, we went to this place called Grand Strand Brewing with, uh, Tony's sister, brother, you know, brother-in-law, all that. And, um, the four of us, we went to this place, Grand Strand Brewing. It's a, it's a brew, you know, a brewery. And, um, there was a live band playing there. It was a Grateful Dead tribute band. And it was freaking loud and it was it was right outside the door. The doors were propped open. We were inside, but they were playing outside. There's a bunch of people out there doing that weird hippie dance, you know? That hippie dance that they do. And uh, they're up there playing I mean, I guess they were good. I don't know. They were called uh De- Thursday Dead or something. <laughs> something like that. Thursday Dead. Uh, whatever. Whatever the hell that means. And um they were uh, they were I mean, they were good, you know, whatever. But there was a big crowd there, and people were like out there, you know, grooving in the hippie, doing that hippie, those hippie movements, you know. And um, but it was so loud we couldn't even hardly talk. And um, so there, there was a bunch of dogs in there too, dogs everywhere, just lousy with dogs. And um So we so we did that one day, and um, Tony was kind of pissed. You can't even talk. We go to these places, and. Um, I don't like, generally speaking, you know, I don't like when it's super loud. I want to go, if I want to, if I want to go have a couple beers or or even go to dinner, I want to be able to talk to the other people in our party. And I want to, I don't want to be in the middle. I don't want there to be some gigantic, like Marshall Stacks, you know, blasting, trucking or whatever the hell, you know you know, box of water, or what was the thing called? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know too much about the dead. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. So, um, you know, she was pissed, it cost like a fortune, you know. But we ended up, we ate dinner there, and it the food was, uh, you know, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Then the bill came, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> what the hell's that? How is that possible? You know, and um, it was our turn to to, to pay, I was like, "Oh God!" So, so, we, you know, that didn't go very well. Um, but after the after the band finished, we went outside and, you know, pet the dogs, had a couple more beers, and um, you know, it was all right. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, is there anything else? You know, I don't. I, oh, when we were flying back, <laughs> when we, we were flying back, uh, when we were get when we were landing after we landed, the uh, the pilot gets on the on the loudspeaker on the phone you know on the plane and goes ladies and gentlemen welcome to paradise allentown pennsylvania and the whole thing just the whole thing just busted out laughing everybody's like busted out laughing i was like man guys are making uh, social commentary on this thing but um you know it was we we're packed in there again play the, so, tony was sitting she, we were, both of us had aisle seats so she was sitting on one side with two people and I was sitting on the other side with two people she uh, was sitting by the exact same people like she when she flew when we flew down to Myrtle Beach and when we flew back she was sitting by the exact same people what are the chances of that? what are the chances of somebody going on vacation on the exact same days? you know that that we do, and sit in the sit you know sit in the same seats or sit beside the same person on the plane. What are the chances of that? It was the same couple sitting beside Tony on both legs of the trip. Isn't that bizarre? <sighs> um, but anyway, and she got pulled from the she got she had to go through the whole <laughs> they had the swabbed out her hands. The American Taliban. That you know, make sure, you know she was she's getting fired up about that. So anyway, um, that that's a that's a quick overview. I'm sure I forgot some stuff. I might bring it up bring up other stuff that happened in future episodes. But that's a quick overview of our trip. Hope you enjoyed it. I do have a couple calls that came in, and I'd like to get those. Uh, I'd like to share those with you as well. This first one is from Scott in Jersey, and here it is. Hey, Jeff. This is Scott in Jersey. Uh love the show.
1: Uh, long-time listener, third-time caller. Uh, I wanted to share some thoughts about what you were talking about, living in two worlds uh, with the eight tracks. Uh, back in the day, I had a car that needed a lot of work done, and the guy that fixed was a shade tree mechanic, so he wasn't really in a rush to get it done. He loaned me one of his cars for the two weeks or so it took him to get it done, and there was an eight-track player in the car. Uh, I did happen to have a, a Clash eight-track. I think it was even London Calling, and I had the first Devo album on eight-track. But my favorite one was one that he left in the car. It was a bagpipe music eight-track. Uh, it's really cool pulling up to a intersection with bagpipe music blaring out the windows. Uh, also, in the later 80s, I was working at a music store, like you did as well. And it was 88 or 89, and somehow, maybe they were in the warehouse or whatever. We got a box of eight tracks. It was Bruce Springsteen's The River album. And the kids that hung out of the mall had no idea what an eight track was. They're like, what's that? It's so big! And this one kid says, did Bruce Springsteen put out a video game? So that, that, that's a fun memory of eight tracks. That That's my brush with them. Uh, figured I'd share that with you and everybody. Uh, as I say, love the show. Keep up the good work and I'll keep listening. Have a great day.
0: Bye. Yeah. I mean, eight tracks when I was a kid, you know, when I was young, eight tracks were the, and that was, that was a very popular format for music and I remember at the very end, before cassettes took over, there was that there was that late seventies. You could probably find Ramones like first early Ramones albums on eight track, Sex Pistols. You know the Clash. That's bizarre to me. Yeah, you get the Sex Pistols. Never mind the bollocks. You know, um, on eight track, those things suck. You know, I talked about it in that episode um, Scott was referencing those things are a piece of shit it's like the worst format ever cassettes were a thousand times better they even sounded better those things would go cha-chunk right in the middle of a song bullshit I I, I can't handle that or even between the songs it sucks so um, yeah I mean I lived in a world I lived in two different worlds and in the first world eight track tapes were a thing that people listen to in their homes and in their cars. <laughs> and you said you worked at a record store later and in a, in a box of eight tracks of Bruce Springsteen's The River showed up. Why where did that come from? From a Did you guys get like a shipment from a time traveler? Like why would there be <sighs> And it was so late that uh, the other workers didn't even know what it was, what they were. They thought it was a video game. They thought it was a Bruce Springsteen video game. I'd like more information on that. Where in the hell did this box of uh, Bruce Springsteen, The River, on eight-track tape, show up? Was the thing lost in transit from, you know, 1980 or something? Is it? I mean, I don't understand. That seems bizarre to me. But yeah, yeah, I lived in that world. Those things weren't very good. They sucked. I have a whole bunch of them. I bet. I bet you, if you, one of these days, I'm gonna go through those boxes in the basement. I guarantee there's a bunch of eight tracks down there. You know, unless Tony sold them. She had various yard sales throughout the year. Years. You know, especially when we we're in California, she probably sold them off. You know, I don't know. Well, but I had a bunch of them. I don't. I don't. I'm reasonably sure I still do but um, I'm not sure. But um, the bagpipes music, yeah. yeah. You know, like cruising down the road, yeah, you know, blasting a bagpipes 8-track. <laughs> That's That'd that be, be a way to impress the ladies. Yep. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate you calling in. This next call is from my old friend Tim back in West Virginia. And um, I, I've known him since, I don't know, like fifth grade, I think. He, he's the guy... Who in that episode I was talking about the movie theaters where we were throwing hot dogs and we went, <laughs> I mean, Tim was always around but it he he's uh he was the one we went to that Three Stooges uh, marathon and me and my friend Billy were throwing wieners and uh and and chocolate chips in the, in the theater and he got and Tim got mad because he actually wanted to watch the the Three Stooges. But anyway, um, this is him. This is, this is the guy. Now, this, this recording doesn't sound... something... The connection's askew. But um, I'll, let, I'll let you hear it anyway, because it's funny. Here it is.
2: AJF hey this is Tim and Dunbar. This finished episode 319, talking about your flat tire nightmare. Just going to remind you, that's not the first flat tire experience. I remember once we were in high school... Drop slow. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, that's fine. It'll be fine. So (laughs) we get in the car, before I know it, you're going like 40 Dunbar Avenue, and it's making a noise like a a soup can at a garbage disposal. And I glance over at you expecting to see the same terrified, shocked look that I'm feeling, and you're just, just in the radio. Not care in the world, and I glance in the side view mirror, and I can see sparks flying behind us. And uh, but uh, I guess you knew what you were doing. when made it home. But I just wanted to remind you that uh, you know maybe you were so cool, cool and calm with this flat tire because you've been down this road before. All right, talk to you later.
0: Okay, I, I think what happened, I, I miss, there's a there's a chunk of that missing, <laughs> but um, I think. What I think I, I, I think what happened is we we were leaving high school had a flat tire on um on my car and um I just drove all the, I drove all the way home I drove all, all the way home on it I drove home from the high school on a flat tire and he said that there's like spark. <laughs> and I was going forty miles an hour that might, I don't know okay I mean I don't tell you the truth I don't really even remember remember that. Um, so that's how, you know, that's how troubling it was to me, you know, but, um, you know, I, that, that's hilarious, but <laughs> there was, a, there was, um, Tim was always, uh, he was the voice of reason. He was, he was, he was the voice of reason amongst a, 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 in, in a sea of knuckleheads. Right. And, um, his point of view is hilarious. So it cracks me up. Hilarious. And thanks, Tim, for calling in. Sorry that re- that recording isn't very good. I don't know, I don't know what's going on with the phones, but um, I do appreciate you calling in. Call in. I like uh, I like your point of view on these things. You remember all this stuff. You were there. You were you were there for most of this stuff, and I always enjoy your uh, point of view on it. So thank you both. Thank you both for calling in. I appreciate that. And uh, if you want to call in to a future show, the number 570-290-8151. Give me a call round the clock. And um, we'll uh, we'll, You'll almost almost Certainly be a mem- Oh god You'll almost certainly be part of a future show So give me a call um, Also if you want two of these episodes a week Instead of a me- measly one Patreon.com is the place to do it Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N Dot com slash Jeff K Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation And you'll get an extra episode Every week Not Every month, not every once in a while. That's for suckers. Every week, so do it up. patreoncom slash K. and SurfReportPod.com is the website for the webs for the uh, for the podcast. The website for the website, no, for the podcast. So check that out as well. And we're at the end of this thing. I hope you enjoyed it. I will see you soon over on the Patreon side. And until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see ya. Bye. So that thing's going to attack his (laughs) pecker.